from the American Gulf Coast, it's the Dave Nemo Show. Well, 2017, what is it, uh, what, what is it like? It was a big year in trucking. Um, and we'll kind of kind of review that a little bit. But mainly, we want to kind of take a look ahead, as we always do. And our good friend Tim Ashoff with Creek Carrier and uh, Schaefer is going to be with us here in just a bit to kind of look ahead a little bit into 2018. We'll also talk about some of the uh, big-ticket issues uh, in the trucking industry that have come and maybe not have gone quite yet and uh, how things are looking. So uh, we'll take a look uh, at uh, predictions for 2018. We'll kind of review some of the big things that uh, are ongoing that kind of popped up in 2017. Tim joins us here in just a moment. and your dream is to get your own authority and start your own trucking company. But to get your own authority, you must have three essential things. The first is called BOC3. It assigns a person or business in each of the 50 U.S. states to receive and forward your legal documents. Sound confusing? NASTIC's new Authority Plus program, or NAP, makes it simple for you. Then you need insurance. NASTIC offers full coverage at lower rates than most. And you must have a drug and alcohol testing program. Even if you own and operate only one truck, NASTIC has you covered with their turnkey testing program. Here's David Owen from NASTIC. If you decide that you want to get out of that truck and you want to start a small trucking company, I think going through this NAP program is the absolute best decision you can make at that beginning stage. The National Association of Small Trucking Companies is ready to help make that American dream come true. NAP. New Authority Plus. Call NASTIC today, 800-264-8580 or DaveNemo.com. Click on NASTIC. This is Tim Ashoff, president of Creek Carrier Corporation. At Creek Carrier and Schaefer Trucking, we believe that drivers deserve more. That's why, effective January 1, Creek Carrier and Schaefer are increasing pay for our over-the-road fleets and many of our regional and dedicated drivers. Our OTR drivers will start out earning 47 to 53 cents per practical mile, and with profit sharing, the top 50% of our drivers will now average over $73,000 per year. We believe you deserve more out of your career. Visit CreekCarrierJobs.com to apply now. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe hung where you can see every couple of tries to stop. Rocking around the Christmas tree, let the Christmas spirit ring. Later we'll have some pumpkin pie and we'll do some caroling. Well, it's been a big year. 2018 promises to be even bigger. Tim Ashoff from Creek Carrier is with us here this morning. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Dave. Great to be with you at the end of this 2017. Boy, what a year, huh? 
Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, certainly, uh, and I know you've been talking about it this morning, certainly I think it'd have to be called the year of the ELD. Uh, but I think that's really overshadowed that in reality. I think it's been a, a pretty good year for, for trucking. I think we've seen overall the industry see uh, increased uh, demand, uh, a lot of good things happening out there uh, with our with our customers and certainly uh, for the drivers as well. So, um, you know, and as we come to an end, not a bad year overall. Um, if we really look down beyond the LDs, I think. Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, we kind of kind of get uh, hung up on 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 one thing or another, and and that's happened historically, you know, through the through the years, so to speak. Not that it's not a big thing. Uh, it's basically on the same level as the introduction of the CDL uh, back, maybe. CDL, ELD, maybe there's something to those three-letter acronyms, you know, that uh, going back to the early 90s, it's on, it's on a par with that. Um, but they, they, and, and obviously, we'll see how, how it all shakes out at this point. That's all we can do, basically. Um, one of the things we want to kind of hear, too, uh, what you uh, have um, on the horizon, what you see on the horizon for uh, the next year, 2018. But why don't we kind of uh, push 2018 off to the future just a little bit and kind of talk about some of the other big ticket items um, that um, are affecting the industry. You know, we do um, a program every month with Atri and have done that for years called Atri on the Air. Every year we do a two-part program, breaking it up into one through five and six through ten of the top industry concerns of each year, the driver shortage is on that list uh, and has been um, in one position or another through the, um, the last several years. Um, but it, it, and so it's a huge topic of conversation in and out of the industry. Um, what kind of trends do you see going into 2018 in what drivers are looking for in a company? And, and is that what is the crux of the driver shortage, do you think? Well, I, I think the crux of the driver shortage is really um, understanding and, and having the whole industry focusing on what it means to be a driver. And in some ways, I actually think the ELD of 2017 actually lays some good groundwork for that in 2018 because now you know, essentially all trucking companies, all shippers and receivers are going to be forced to understand what a driver's day looks like because it's all about a driver's time at the end of the day. Um, that's what a driver has available to make money and time is one of those things in life that you can't get back once it passes. And so I think with the ELD out there and everyone sort of being on the same electronic clock, uh, there's going to be more focus as to what um, what is the driver faced during the day that impacts his or her time? And there's a lot of things out there that we all know are well beyond the driver's control. And certainly there's things like weather that's beyond everyone's control. But there are a number of things that are, are within um, our control as a carrier, our control as uh, a shipper, our control as a receiver, even our control as a driver. And how can we look at that and make that better? How can we reduce, you know, wait times at shippers, wait times at receivers, um, even things as routing so that we're not routing through congestion? I know on the atri that's one of their, their topics uh, of interest. So how do we really focus on what a driver's doing throughout the day to make sure that they're using their time valuable? And when a driver's making, you know, using their time valuably, um, they're just 
happier, quite honestly, because the driver the day is going the way it should be. Uh, they're able to earn, you know, the money that they want, and I think then the whole driver um, driver group as a whole will be much uh, happier, quite honestly. And and a happy workforce is one that attracts others into that workforce. One of the things that uh, seems to be separating folks overall, and, and this is a catch-all, of course, but technology seems to be a, a, a fence now that is built up between, you know, the way it used to was, so to speak, and, and the new age of trucking. And one of the things that we see in the future is, and we've talked about this, that younger people aren't as interested in driving anything uh, as much as we were when we were kids. So you don't have that driver uh, gene, so to speak, that I certainly grew up with, and I'm sure you did too. Most of our listeners grew up with that. It was just part and parcel of a rite of passage. Um, not so much anymore, not that it's going away, but uh, you know, when you look at numbers and percentages, it really is a diminishing pool, if you will. But then others say, wait a minute. It's that very technology that some folks are pushing off that is going to attract the newer generation. So, boy, it's almost like a, a, walking on eggs to see if we can get to that point to where the technology itself now all of a sudden becomes a big attractant. Yeah, I think we need to find a way to make that uh, technology attracting, as you mentioned, combined with uh, talking about what is the positive experience uh, of being a driver, because that is one thing you hear out there is that, uh, you know, the next generations of drivers in, in, in whatever um, occupation or part of life they wanted, they're looking for, hey, what what is the experience I'm going to have? And so I think if we can show them, you know, what is the, the, the positive experience of being a driver? I mean, I, I still talk to so many drivers, uh, I'll call them young and old, that just love, you know, their office being, you know, those, those three windows they get to look out, you know, forward, right, and left, and to see the country and to meet so many people. And that's really, really an experiential thing. So how can we take, you know, the technology that continues to advance and and pair that with the experience that you can have and make that attractive to um, you know the younger generation is what we have is what we really have to figure out as an industry yeah indeed indeed um, one of the uh, things that um, you guys are, are doing in terms of uh, keeping the folks that, that you have that's that's important um, but recruiting new people, not just into a company, but into the industry. Um, and you guys have laid down some pretty good, solid frameworks for bringing new drivers on board. And uh, if you can share maybe some of that with us here this morning, I think a lot of folks would find it very valuable. Yeah, you know, I think as in anything, um, everyone wants to ensure that they're paid, you know, fairly and, and certainly adequately for what they do. And, and in the driving forces, I think if you've reported on a number of times that the overall driver pay hasn't kept up with inflation over the years. So I think we've been one of the leaders to push that forward um, with us, you know, having that baseline of, of industry leading pay being you know, top pay certified and us essentially doing pay raises uh, every year for our drivers are doing a one again in January uh, and staying on the, on the top end of that pay scale for, for over the road trucking companies. But then it's, you know, really got to be something that uh, I think we look beyond pay and what is the whole package for the driver. Yeah, there's other benefits. We had, you know, the healthcare benefits are very important. We do 
profit sharing. Uh, one of the few companies out there, I think, that do that, where our drivers will average about 3.7, 3.8% of their pay that goes annually into a profit sharing account, pet policies, and other things. But I think um, just our overall culture uh, and attitude towards, you know, the driver is our most valuable asset is key. And it, and it has to go throughout your organization and everything you do. For example, you know, inspecting equipment, we know there's a lot of things important in inspecting equipment. You know, what's the reliability? What's the overall cost of operation? Can it improve safety? But one of the things that's a pillar in that, too, is is how does this um, improve the life for the driver? So we've really done a lot to improve our specs over our equipment over the last few years from, you know, earlier on adding 1,200-watt um, inverters to all our trucks to updating our seats. Um, this last year, we started specking equipment with all the auto shift um, transmissions. This next year, we're going to um, add a standard feature to our new trucks, uh, refrigerators and auto fifth wheel releases. So just continuing to look at things as to what can make you know the life of our driver on a day-to-day basis um, a better life. And I think if you know we have the whole industry looking that way, um, it really makes, um, again, uh, easier to attract more drivers into the industry because it shows that you know we respect what they do, we understand what their days like, and we make adjustments as a company um, to help you know, make their days better. You know, uh, there are some things, that, trends that happen in the industry that seem like improvements, but for for drivers, but when you really look at it. The driver is sort of like a, a, a me too. Oh, yeah, that'll help the driver too. When you're talking about um, fifth wheel releases and refrigerators and trucks, better seats, there's no way to t- talk your way around that. That is strictly for the driver, period. I mean, um, you can't, you, in other words, what I'm saying is it's it's an in, inescapable truth, and you can add other things that may seem like they might be good for the driver, but when you're talking about a refrigerator, who else is that going to help? It ain't going to help you. You got one at home. That's right. Yeah, and, and you know, quite honestly, if you're looking at it purely from a, a, a company perspective, you'd say, well, that that adds cost, probably adds a little more maintenance, probably adds a little more idle time to, to keep that refrigerator. You know, the battery's charged to to run that refrigerator when when the driver stopped. But um, you know, again, you have to focus on what's your what's your most valuable asset, and how do you ensure you you protect you know that and and make life better for them. And so, I think that's I think really you know as you look forward to the year of of 2018, um, that's really the opportunity for for everyone is to, um, there's going to be plenty of opportunity out there. I think the economy is really getting stronger. Uh, I think with the uh, ELD mandate, um, there's going to be opportunity for change in how things are done. So, you know, how do you how do you look at this, uh, I'll call 2018 the year of opportunity and ensure that, um, you know, you're providing your drivers the op- uh, fair opportunity as well. Tim, we're going to take a quick break right here. We'll be right back. Tim Ashoff is with us from Creek Carrier and Schaefer Trucking, and we'll be right back. Well, we're less than a week away from Christmas and just a couple of weeks away from the new year, and we're kind of looking at some of the big things that have happened in 2017 and how those are going to push into 2018 with Tim Ashoff from Crete and Schaefer. And, Tim, um, we can't avoid the – the the gorilla has not left the room, so to speak. You know, the 800-pound gorilla is the ELD mandate right now, and it's still in the room. 
we still haven't really seen uh, the um, fallout or the outcome or the improvements. You know, there are so so many different paths that we can take here. Um, you guys have been, you know, prepared for this mandate for some time. Um, how, how did you guys prepare for the mandate? But I also wanted to kind of dice in something else, too, that folks um, may or not realize. We And, and I think it, it's the the Amazon effect that everybody is pointing to and everybody uh, is looking at this I want my stuff yesterday syndrome which requires uh, supply chain logistics to tighten down and to be as precise and as transparent as possible. We, we now have blockchain coming into trucking which is going to add another layer of transparency. What I'm getting at is that the supply chain itself and the new demands of the customer would have mandated in its own right the ELD at one point or another. Now some folks say you know the government really didn't need to do this because the supply chain has already started demanding the ELD. I'd like to get your thoughts on that to see if we're making much ado about not too much here with this mandate because it's going to be part and parcel of doing business and without one pretty soon you won't be able to do business anyway, the government notwithstanding. You know, I think that's exactly right. Um, I think uh, for us, for example, we've really had uh, electronic logging for you know five plus years, and a lot of that was driven by you know working with a number of our customers that do want to have a more precise supply chain, have uh, you know narrow down the time frames in, in each mode of inventory. So, you know, one mode of inventory is when it's out on the truck. And so they want to reduce the number of days their, their inventory is out on trucks. So they needed to tighten down the supply chain. And to do that and to be effective in that, we really needed visibility. And certainly that's one thing that e-logs uh, gives you is visibility into what um, driver's hours of service are at the time. And really, we were able to use that as a real positive for our drivers in working with our customers because what we're able to do is, you know, we went through a huge undertaking with all of our customers. We looked at every single shipping lane we have with every single customer and said, okay, now that, uh, you know, you want to reduce the amount of time in that in that shipping lane and we want to basically be able to use um, driver's hours as effectively as possible because, again, as we talked earlier, that's, that's what keeps the driver satisfied is using their hours to, to be on the road and running. What can we do together to make that happen? And really the, the e-log information was critical to that because uh, we know if we know what's going on with the drivers of hours of service and we can match that with the customer's needs, we really get to optimize the, the use of that driver's hours with, you know, behind the wheel time on the road. And so we went through that transition really seven, eight years ago, probably really perfected it in the last, you know, four years or so, uh, where we do use the driver's information um, really minute by minute, bring it into our system. We have an optimization software system then that matches that with those customers' needs and say, what is the best driver with the best available hours to be on this load? And that's up front. Um, then we know whenever you get the load and you and you pick it up, then you see what really is going to happen. Um, if there were delays uh, at the at the shipper, hopefully those are minimized. Uh, we've we've moved to a lot more drop and hook to do that. But then if there's anything that comes into play, 
used to be on the shoulder of the driver to figure that out and to, in this essence, use their logbook to figure it out. Now it's on us and the shipper and receiver to figure that out. And often we can be either one of two things, um, you know, more efficient and effective in doing that than the driver because we have more information, we have more ability to call and get constant need delivery appointments changed, those types of things. And probably more importantly is we can do that in a way that's safer um, for the driver because often uh, when a driver had to fix something that went wrong, it was on their shoulders and, and that would mean maybe they were maybe they were running um, um, at times when they shouldn't be uh, or, or really legally couldn't be. And so now that's on us to make sure that that, that is not the case. And, and ELD has have provided us the information uh, to do that with our driver. And, and certainly, as I've talked to our drivers continually over the years, um, having that type of system has really made their life a lot less stressful. Tim, I wanted to ask you here, we just got a, a, about a minute and a half left, but um, I would love if you would uh, take the opportunity to uh, give a message to uh, not just your drivers, but to uh, the uh, trucking community in general here uh, at Christmas time. Uh, today's the last day of Hanukkah. We have the new year coming up, and um, I'd love for you to, uh, and I know you want to do that, so I'm just going to turn it over to you. No, I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, as we've talked about, and I think this is a great time of year to always remember this, is, you know, we're talking about ELDs, we talk about equipment, we talk about uh, a lot of different things that really aren't about what I think the heart of this industry is, and that's about people. And I think, you know, this time of year is a great time um, to, to think about people. And, and you know, we had our, our Christmas party, our holiday party for all of our company here a couple of weeks ago. And it was such a great time to, to just get away from the business side of things and spend time in a, in a relaxed atmosphere and rub shoulders with everybody from across the country. And it's just so rewarding to me to really really see the, the great people that are within our industry, so down to earth, so hardworking, so want to do the right thing. And uh, it was a great opportunity for us uh, who are not on those trucks every day to sit back and say, wow, we are really lucky to be a part of this industry and to thank everyone for what they do each and every day. They're the kind of the unseen uh, heroes out there on the road, as we've talked about before, and certainly spend a lot of time away from their families and loved ones. And this is a time year to get them back to their family, their loved ones, so they can uh, they can do like we can and, and get out of that truck and sit down and enjoy our time with family and reflect back on a on a year that was really really one where we've all contributed to the success of our country and uh, certainly working as a team as a whole industry uh, you know continuing to, uh, to, to to borrow a line here continuing to make America great so thank you everyone I wish you a very safe and happy holidays and a great 2018. Tim, thank you very much, and thank you so much, and everybody at uh, Creep Schaefer Hunt for being part of our family here at Radio Nemo. Tim Ash.